Hi there, and welcome to Destination Melbourne's podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Archer, and I'm hoping that you can stick around to hear what will be our third podcast for 2018. I do have a very special guest that I'm eager to introduce you to. His name is Clinton Farley, and Clinton is the director of hotel engagement for a nonprofit organization called Soap Aid. Now, I don't know if you've heard of Soap Aid before, and to be honest, I hadn't. I actually came across Soap Aid when Clinton interacted with Destination Melbourne's LinkedIn profile. So I guess part of the message there is that we're on social media, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Interact with us and get in touch. Clinton did exactly that and I did end up speaking to him about Soap Aid. I don't want to tell you too much about it just now because I will leave it to Clinton to tell you about Soap Aid. But just to give you a frame of reference, it's this amazing organization that collects and recycles discarded hotel soap, which is cleaned and processed right here in Melbourne and distributed globally to communities in need that might have hygiene challenges or concerns. So that really makes it both a humanitarian organization and also an environmental organization. SoapAid has actually saved 100 tonnes of soap from landfill and the bars that have been cleaned and recycled and manufactured have been done so here in Melbourne, which is another facet of SoapAid, which I think is so fantastic that it is a Melbourne-grown initiative that now is global. And that impact means a lot to people in communities around the world that might not necessarily have access to soap as easily and readily as we do. In fact, 692,000 bars have been distributed globally and over 257,000 children and adults have been provided with soap. So we're going to have a chat to Clinton. Stick around and we'll hear all about Soap Aid. And so what SoapAid actually does is SoapAid works with hotels and properties to collect soap, which might be surplus stock or might be soap that's been used by guests, and it's actually then recycled. So how, how do you recycle soap? Yeah, 100%. So it could be surplus stock. Um, soap that is donated to us is sometimes because a hotel company may have changed their uh, their branded soap, so the, the style of soap, and then obviously they have a lot of soap to offload. Um, otherwise, um, it's generally soap that's been used once or twice uh, by a guest that's staying in a hotel. And, and when you think about it, a corporate C hotel may have an average length of stay of maybe 1.8 or maybe two nights. Uh, obviously, leisure is different, but there's a, a lot of waste, uh, a lot of soap going to waste in landfill and uh, obviously impacting on the environment. Uh, but how do we recycle it? The soap is picked up from hotels throughout Australia and uh, more recently New Zealand. We have hotels as well. The soap is freighted back to um, Brayside here in Victoria. Um, it is hand sorted to start with, so we um, remo- remove a whole lot of impurities, and then the soap goes through a, uh, a big machine, basically, uh, an automated machine. First of all, that it, it grinds the soap down, kind of like uh, when you're using a grater and a cheese on a grater. Um, so it makes it into that sort of consistency. Then it goes through a, another part component on the line, which uh, 
adds a little bit of moisture if required and then turns the soap into what we call noodles. So a noodle is probably maybe half the width of your little finger uh, and then from a noodle it gets extruded out as a, a long rectangular bar and it could go on for as long as you want but obviously as it gets extruded out it gets chopped into rectangular bars. Each bar is uh, 100 grams in weight from there it gets stamped with uh, the brand Soapade and on the other side uh, not for sale because we don't like people to profit from uh, the soap we manufacture and then uh, the machine puts it in, into boxes ready for dispatch. So um, it's a pretty simple process when you think about it and it's great to keep that soap out of landfill. We have sent soap-aid bars away for testing at laboratories because sometimes people may, may say, well, is, it, is it hygienic? And uh, the, um, the data we have back from the laboratories is that the, the soap is 99.9% uh, as hygienic as a, a new bar of soap, um, if not the same. And tell us more about your role with SOAPAID, because you're actually a volunteer. This isn't your full-time gig, but you're responsible for hotel engagement and essentially getting hotels on board so that they want to be part of this process of recycling soap and redistributing for a non-profit cause. I've been on board with SOAPAID for the last uh, two and a half years in the role, as you say, of Director of Hotel Engagement. I um, was approached by the CEO, who is also a volunteer, to uh, join the board after I successfully signed up a, a major hotel brand I was working for at the time here in Australia. Uh, we actually signed up both their hotels in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so I, ca I came on board, and, and my role really is to um, come up with strategies and to support the rest of the board in our approach to get as many hotels as possible signed up to SOPAID. Um, when I came on board about two and a half years ago, uh, we had around about 150 hotels uh, on the, the model. Now we have over 600 hotels subscribed to the SOPAID model. Having said that though, um, we don't have a high monthly contribution rate so a lot of hotels are signed up very keen at the start but um, it, it's easy to forget so um, one of our challenges is maintaining the momentum in hotels to really know and understand that a simple piece of soap is saving life. And how can you help them with that message? Because obviously it's working well with getting hotels on board. You've gone from 150 when you first embarked on this journey to now over 600. So it's not seeming to me like there's a problem with the hotels participating. But getting that message through so that the staff are on board, that um, visitors are aware that soap is important and so that it is collected and that it does come through to you guys. We've really been looking at the model over the last few years. So um, initially when SOPAID first started in 2001, we started on a model where we were quite um, heavily supported by Rotary Clubs of Australia. What the model was, was that hotels would subscribe and then um, once a month or when the hotels had boxes to collect, our Rotary volunteers would go and collect. Unfortunately, we weren't successful in um, getting Rotary volunteers throughout Australia. Obviously, there's some fairly remote locations around the country. So stage two, or the, the latest model that we have um, just rolled out last month, actually, is a subscription model. So hotels sign up uh, through our website to become hotel champions. That means they're then a champion for the SOPAID model, uh, champion within their network, within the industry, to be life 
um, so paid champions and, and lifesavers really at the end of the day. The new model um, has a small subscription fee of, of $7.50 per room per year. Um, the fee is not uh, a for-profit fee. It's basically just to cover the cost of the day-to-day operations of SoPaid and our ongoing sustainability, I guess, at the end of the day. Uh, the model includes things like tent cards for guest room bathrooms so the hotels can educate guests on the program and their commitment to so paid. It also includes a uh, in-room promotional video so hotels can opt to put that on their TV. Uh, it's a non-brand, non-hotel branded video but it lets guests know that this hotel is participating and supporting so paid and in effect uh, saving life. It also includes um, better training materials, back of house posters for um, staff, team walls, back of house, so every team member knows uh, that they're participating in the program. Also live time tracking of donations, so the hotel exec housekeeper or the GM can log on and see at any one given point in time how much soap they've donated, I guess at the end of the day. So Clinton, what would you say since the inception of SoapAid have been the largest achievements to date? The biggest achievement is by far the amount of soap we have um, recycled through the program since then. Today we have manufactured over 692,000 bars of soap. Uh, So a huge accomplishment uh, which we're all very proud of. Uh, That soap has assisted over 257,000 adults and children both here in Australia and overseas. Another interesting stat is we've distributed to over 440 schools. We have reduced or saved from landfill over 100 tonnes of soap, um, both here in Australia and New Zealand. It does make me think about, okay, well, where is all of this going? So let's talk about the communities where the soap ends up and how it's actually assisting people and essentially saving lives. SoapAid um, supports communities both here in Australia and globally. When we first set it up in 2001, we had uh, one of our core focuses were locating communities around the world with the highest mortality rate of children under the age of five. Since then, uh, we have expanded that focus a little bit as well. We're also working um, with communities closer to home. We have a relationship with the Western Australian government, and um, we support Indigenous communities uh, throughout Western Australia. Apart from that, though, we've uh, we've sent soap to Africa, parts of Asia, India. Cambodia and the Pacific Islands and um, I guess one of the most interesting countries is Madagascar. Sometimes we take it for granted that um, we're just so healthy all the time but one of the most uh, one of the biggest killers in the world is actually diarrhea. Um, when we get diarrhea I mean we we just we think oh it's gonna it's gonna pass but people actually die from diarrhea uh, globally and um, just by washing hands with soap is the way to get rid of it. We've worked quite successfully with World Vision on a number of occasions, an organisation called Soap for Hope, another organisation called Care, uh, SurfAid, um, Waitoto, and as I mentioned, the Western Australian government. So um, obviously uh, the more relationships we can have here in Australia, the better. But then also we still have that focus on supporting communities with high mortality rates in children. 
You also mentioned education programs and that you do partner with organisations who are going to distribute the product, but also talk to communities and work with communities on that importance to do with hygiene. Is SOPAID involved in those educational programs or is it the organisation who receives the soap and distributes it that's solely responsible for it? Uh, with the education, we do have information and flyer-type collateral that we have available through our website, and also um, we can provide to the people who are distrib- distributed to. Having said that, though, um, because we are a volunteer board, um, we do rely heavily on the partners to educate and just to get that message out of consistency of cleanliness and um, washing hands with soap. I have to admit, I had not heard of SOPAID before. So when I came across it, I thought, wow, this is really interesting. It's it's different. How different is it? Are there any international models where organisations are doing similar things to SOPAID? Yeah, there certainly is. There's um, a couple of other um, brands around the world which do a similar model to what we do here in Australia. There's uh, one uh, brand, mainly in the States, and they have expanded, though, called Clean the World. Um, they operate more of a commercial model, though, whereas SOPAD's really focused on um, maintaining our organisation as a, a non-profit charity, so um, with volunteers. Apart from that, there's another one called uh, Soap for Hope. Um, again, they are more international than what we are here, and their model is, is different again. So um, the difference with SOPAID really is that we are a non-profit charity uh, run by uh, volunteer directors and uh, volunteers that really um, have their heart well and truly focused on just saving lives as our core goal. And is it just soap? Because I'm now thinking about the other things that are provided in the hotel room. There's the body lotions and the shampoos and all of those sorts of things. Interestingly enough, for the last couple of years, we have also been talking about um, what hotels do with the plastic shampoo bottles. At this stage, um, we haven't um, progressed with moving forward with that, but it's certainly something we we continue to discuss and assess how we could um, potentially do something with that. But back to, I guess, the soap bars. The soap bars uh, are saving lives, um, whereas the the bottles we could recycle. Um, We couldn't do any thing with the actual liquid unfortunately because um, the liquid you're unsure what someone may have put into that into that bottle so um, it could um, open potentially open us up to some problems if we were to recycle the liquid so with the with the bottles really it's just a matter of potentially recycling them which could uh, in essence be uh, another funding source for us if you were able to recycle those bottles and, and sell them to to someone else. We were talking earlier about the resources that are provided to hotels, that there's tent cards that they can put up in rooms, there's even videos and a whole range of collateral that um, would be quite appealing for them to use with their uh, subscription to the program. And we also talked about the ease of signing up online. So I'm thinking about the initial approach, a hotel that maybe hasn't heard of this and, you know, you've got to get them on board. What's, What's that like? We do have some volunteers that have uh, successfully assisted us to uh, go and knock on hotel doors in the past, and that's how we um, moved from 150 hotels to over the 600 on the the old model. 
we had a very strong and well-connected uh, ex-executive housekeeper working for us, uh, Mrs. Barbara Sargent, who has recently retired from us. Um, having said that, though, that was uh, at the end of the, the old model, which she was tremendously amazing with uh, signing up new people. But now that we've moved on the subscription model, obviously we're looking at new ways to get the message out. Over the next few weeks, we are having meetings with uh, TAA, uh, Tourism Accommodation Association, and also Accommodation Association of Australia, the two major industry support bodies, and we, as well as other major hotel brands around Australia, really trying to get our foot in the door with uh, their the company CEOs uh, or presidents, vice presidents, etc., and then and then hoping that they will be able to um, support us to cascade the message down to their individual hotels. Over the next few weeks, I'm also meeting up with uh, a couple of the major brands here in, in Victoria to discuss how we can uh, potentially uh, start a trial with their hotels on the new model in Victoria, and then once we've uh, proven that trial works, uh, then further expanding it through Australia. At this stage, um, as I said before, we do have uh, hotels in New Zealand subscribed as well. They are on our, our old model, so at the moment it's up to them to get soaked back to us here in Australia. But eventually we will, probably by quarter four of this year, we will be rolling out the subscription model to those hotels in New Zealand as well. And um, we have huge expansion plans, um, already talking about other countries further afield to um, take SOPAD too. I'm thinking about this from a visitor perspective as someone who uses hotels and stays in hotels. I would totally watch that video if it was provided to me in room and I'd be very interested in the whole process if it came down to choosing hotels and you know the price point, the location, the amenities were similar but one had so paid. I would definitely lean towards that. So I wonder if any of the feedback from visitors and hotel guests reaches you. Interestingly enough, I don't think we have received a lot of feedback over the past, but um, that will be because we haven't had any visual things in the rooms to date. Uh, obviously, different hotels and different hotel companies have different brand standards of what they can put in their rooms, so um, to date we haven't provided that collateral. Having said that, though, speaking to a number of our hotel partners over the last couple of years, we did decide a tent card would be useful to educate guests. Um, it will also have a, a website address on there so people can find out more information if they want. The tent card could either be used in the bathroom right beside the soap or in the guest room. And um, as you say, the, the video is another great educational tool for guests. Um, apart from that, every hotel that is signed up, we will um, we will mention on our website and also through um, social media type um, activities as well. So... Um, but back to the video, it's a pretty cool video. It um, talks you through the whole process. It, um, it's a video of how the plant works. And um, yeah, it's a really great educational. Are there other ways for businesses and individuals to get involved and to support SoPaid, apart, of course, from subscribing to the program as a hotel or educating themselves through the resources on the website? 
definitely there is ways for other people to get involved in SoPaid. Um, we're always looking for um, volunteers to help us out on the plant. Uh, we, we don't currently run the plant every day, but uh, obviously in the future it is something we would love to do. Um, the SoPaid plant here in Victoria is actually set up to um, be able to cope with soap from every hotel in Australia and every hotel in New Zealand. It's, uh, it's a pretty small plant, but if it was running 24 hours a day, we could cope with soap from every hotel. Apart from that, though, on our website we do have um, both uh, both, uh, monthly and ongoing donation options. And that also uh, is set up on the website so you know actually how many people you're saving, uh, how many lives you're impacting. So, uh, for example, it'll tell you how many bars of soap is required to support a family for a year. And uh, you can donate on a monthly basis to uh, achieve that. You mentioned that there are plans for expansion for SOAPAID and you talked about international possibilities. Give us a glimpse into the future for SOAPAID. You can probably tell with my accent, I'm a um, bit of a Kiwi background. You may have picked up some of my words. So um, one of my personal goals is to really um, get the model rolled out uh, successfully, the new model rolled out successfully in New Zealand as well, hopefully by end of quarter four this year. Um, Apart from that, the CEO who founded SoPaid right at the start and his amenities company, that is a global amenity company, and uh, we're currently in talks with um, them internationally on opportunities Opportunities to expand SoPaid uh, throughout the globe. I guess in the immediate future, we're um, really looking at opportunities in the US and um, US and New Zealand. Those are the two key focus areas right now. Well, we certainly wish you all the very best for the future of SoPaid. It's been fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much um, for meeting with me today. It's um, SoPaid is an awesome charity with so much that we can do, but we just need really need the support of, of hotels and um, the consistent monthly donations to, into the future. Um, every bit of soap is, has the opportunity to impact life, and uh, it could just be um, by improving hygiene, but also saving lives. Um, that's really where it is. Soap saves lives. Well, thank you very much to Clinton Farley, Director of Hotel Engagement at SoapAid. Now, if you would like to find out more about SoapAid or indeed get in touch with them, you can jump online and head to soapaid.org. While you are online, you can also check out destination.melbourne. Get in touch. Let us know if you'd like to hear anything particular on future episodes of our podcast. I'm Danielle, and you can get in touch via email. It's danielle at destination.melbourne. Well, thanks very much for your company, and I look forward to having you join me again on our next podcast. Bye now.